Hello and welcome to Lecture 2B of MGI 516, IT Governance. My name is Brenton Birchmore and we're now going to have a talk about the second part of ISO IEC 38500. In particular, we're going to talk about the six principles that are the founding guidance of that standard. Now, in our last discussion about this ISO, we talked about the model, which in simple terms is evaluate, direct, and monitor. We've got six principles, the very first of which is, in fact, that principle of responsibility, which covers evaluating, directing, and monitoring. Now, in general, this ISO standard talks about these principles as being guidance. It says they're not exhaustive. They're not meant to be exhaustive, but they're meant to provide a starting point for discussion on the responsibilities of the governing body for the governance of IT. So these practices are a guidance for the governance of IT. So they're not going to cover everything. They're not going to be extensive. They're not going to be elaborate. Because the standard then goes on to say that it's the responsibility of each organization separately to decide what actions they need to take, how they're going to implement these principles, given the specifics of their organization, what's appropriate for the industry they're in, and everything around their situation. So from the model that we've talked about, evaluate, direct, and monitor, each of the principles is divided into an evaluation, a direction, and a monitoring. Each of these six principles is divided into those three elements. So when it comes to principle one of responsibility, it first says that the governing body should evaluate the options for assigning responsibility in respect of the organization's current and future use of IT. Evaluating the options means you look to get all of the information that you need which you might think includes buying a crystal ball and gazing into it intently. But it's doing whatever forecasting that the organization and the governing body has access to. It means we're not going to skip that. We're not going to just worry about today. We need to worry about the future as well. But we also need to evaluate the competence of those who are given the responsibility. Hey, we actually need to make sure that the person in charge of IT knows how to do that job. And any other responsibility that is given to anyone else in an IT capacity needs the competence to do that job. That's part of what the governing body is meant to evaluate. It does allow for the fact that you could have business managers who are responsible for the business objectives and performance who might be assisted by IT specialists who understand business values and processes who then might also be assisted by technical expertise. So, no, we don't have to have the manager being technically capable. But the right people in the right roles need the right competence for the responsibility that they've been given. Now, under directing, it says in responsibility, the governing bodies should make sure that they receive the information they need to meet the responsibilities and accountability. Now, that passes down the line so that everyone who has responsibilities and accountability need to also have the right information that they need to be able to discharge that responsibility. And under monitoring, it means we need the right level of the appropriate mechanisms to make sure that those who have certain responsibilities, who are given responsibilities, acknowledge and understand those responsibilities, and that that is clear and recorded, and that we monitor the performance of those given the responsibility that they have. So people need to have the right roles, be given the right responsibility for that role, but also have what they need to do that role. Principle two is strategy. So here it says governing bodies need to make sure that the whatever developments in IT need to meet 
the future business needs. So when evaluating that, we need to evaluate where and how can, does, IT meet the strategy of the organization. How does it align with the organization's objectives? How does it satisfy key legitimate stakeholder requirements? How does it work within the appropriate risk management that the organization has? And in directing, we make sure that that's what actually happens. The organization does benefit from the developments that are made and the investments that are made in IT. But it goes further under directing to say that the governing body should also encourage proposals for innovation that uses IT in a way that allows the organization to respond to new opportunities or challenges, innovating for the future. And under monitoring, we're basically making sure that this is happening on an ongoing basis that all approved IT proposals continue to deliver the objectives and work towards the success of the organization's strategy. Principle three is acquisition. Now, what this really means is buying stuff or spending money in general on the acquisition of IT assets, mainly to do with systems and infrastructure. So, and they evaluate, well, we've got to evaluate the options. What are the things that we could do? Balancing things like risk and value for money. And under directing, the governing body should make sure or direct that IT assets are acquired in an appropriate manner, including whatever preparation of suitable documentation. We do our research. We do our comparative shopping. We make sure that it has the capabilities required. This is all stuff the governing body is supposed to make sure happens. They may direct supply arrangements, as in how we go about managing suppliers. And the governing bodies should make sure that the organization and their suppliers have a shared understanding of what is our intention, what do we need from them, and make sure there's no misunderstandings about what the IT is for, how it's worth, what it's meant to do. Under monitoring, the governing body should make sure that the IT that we buy needs to continue to have the required capabilities to deliver the required outcomes. And also keep an eye on the suppliers and make sure that they are still able to meet our requirements from an IT perspective. Principle number four is about performance. Now this is largely about the required capability and capacity. Being different things. Capability is about what are the potential things we can do, the breadth of things we can do, and capacity, the depth or the extent to which we can do any particular piece of capability. So what the standard says is the governing body needs to evaluate whatever plans we have proposed by the managers to ensure that the IT does support business processes with enough capability and capacity. Our IT must be able to do enough different things and be able to do enough of those things to be able to meet our requirements. To make sure that or to assess whether the IT can handle the normal continuing operation of the organization as well as all the risks associated with the use of IT. But also, governing bodies should evaluate the risks to whatever integrity of information. The protecting of the IT assets, including intellectual property and organizational memory. So the governing body is responsible for making sure that everything is safe and secure as well as performing to a great extent. It also says that the governing body needs to make sure that there's options for timely decisions about the use of IP in support of business goals. Timely decisions. We're not wasting time because we're wasting time. We're wasting money. We're wasting the use of our IT. 
Under directing, governing bodies need to make sure that there's sufficient resources so that IT meets the needs of the organization. No more understaffed, starved IT. It's got to have the right resources to meet the needs of the organization according to the agreed priorities and budgetary constraints. So it's not a free-for-all. But the governing body needs to direct those responsible, because we've already given them their responsibilities in Principle 1, to ensure that IT does support the organization. And under monitoring, the governing body monitors the extent to which IT does actually support the business, making sure that the resources are allocated based on the priorities according to the business objectives, and making sure that whatever policies and strategies that are in place are followed properly. Which leads us to principle five, which is conformance. This is a little more straightforward. It simply says under evaluate that governing bodies need to regularly evaluate the extent to which IT satisfies the obligations, the regulatory, legislation, contractual obligations, whatever internal policies we have, whatever standards, whatever professional guidelines, Governing bodies should regularly check that and make sure that IT is conforming adequately. And as you'd imagine, under directing, governing bodies need to direct those responsible to make sure that all of the mechanisms are in place to ensure that IT complies with all of its relevant obligations, policies, standards, whatever. But also you've got to make sure that those policies exist and that they're enforced in a way that enables the organization to meet whatever legal or contractual obligations as an organization, as a legal entity, that it might need to meet as a result of its use of IT. This can include things like professional behavior and development as well. And the catch-all, governing body needs to direct that all actions relating to IT be ethical. Under monitoring, here we have some mention of audits. There must be appropriate reporting, auditing practices, neutral third-party evaluations, because this is something that we can't just trust ourselves. It goes into a little detail, actually, saying that the reviews should be timely, they should be comprehensive, and they should be suitable for the evaluation of the extent of the satisfaction of the organization, making sure that we are conforming. And governing bodies need to monitor all IT activities, including what happens at the end, Disposal of assets, disposal of data, environmental concerns, privacy concerns, lessons learned and organizational memory. Lastly is principle six, which is human behavior. Yes, we have a principle within the standards of IT governance about human behavior. It's pretty simple. Evaluation simply says that the governing body needs to evaluate the IT activities to make sure that human behaviors are identified and appropriately considered. The human factor is relevant. The standard tells us that we need to take it into account and make sure that the humans aren't getting too out of hand. What this is essentially saying is that there are higher goals here to be adhered to than the whims of any particular one or few human beings. Under directing, the governing body needs to direct that IT activities are consistent with identified human behavior. No silly business here, please. They need to make sure that risks are handled properly, opportunities are handled properly, issues and concerns are handled properly, reported appropriately, and everything's managed in accordance with published policies and procedures and es escalated where necessary. 
Under monitoring, as you'd imagine, it's keeping an eye on all of that, ensuring that whatever identified human behaviours remain relevant and that proper attention is given to those human behaviours. Making sure that work practices are accurate and effective to ensure that they're consistent with the appropriate use of IT. So, to summarise, we've talked about the fact that the standard has a scope that covers what it's about. It talks about the benefits of IT governance. It has a very simple model, which is evaluate, direct, and monitor. And then it applies that model on a recurring basis to six fundamental principles. And that's it. That's all it gives you. Yes, perhaps a few more words than I've described here. But that's, in a nutshell, what we have to work with. And this brings us to the end of Lecture 2B.